Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Housing Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Oscar Way, Senior Economist and Director of Research of the California Association of Realtors. Uh, very good to be here. I know, you know, the uh, we're wrapping up the year. We are almost there. Um, so hang in there. And... Um, but before we end the year, we want to give you another episode. I know last time, Jordan and I talked about the um, market update, and uh, we gave you some uh, outlook of what we think 2020 is going to be. This time, we're going to talk something a little different. We want to talk about uh, the housing market in terms of consumers. Specifically, we want to talk about the uh, Hispanic Latino population. Um, and part of the reason why you know it is um, a topic that we want to talk about is because it is a big part of the housing market as well as a big part of the population growth. And I know I'm definitely not the um, expert expert in the area, and so I solicited some help. Um, we have, I invited two guest speakers, and uh, they're going to help me with the, um, the podcast. Hopefully with them, I can just kind of sit back and relax a little bit and let them talk. Um, I have two guest speakers um, today. Um, one is Samantha Olas, our senior research analyst. And she is responsible for all the surveys that we do um, at CAR. Um, and uh, she has been doing a lot of research on consumers um, in the last year, year and a half or so. So welcome, Samantha. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back uh, sharing today. Great. And another speaker may not have heard her voice on the podcast, but we talked before in a webinar, um, in a similar webinar topics before, Hulisa. Hulisa is our manager of housing opportunity and fundraising. And um, she she has a lot of knowledge on um, you know the Latino community, and she knows a lot about uh, housing affordability. And um, thank you, Julissa, for coming and joining us on the uh, podcast. Thanks, Oscar, for having me. I'm really excited to be here today talking about this important um, subject matter. So I'm really excited about this. Great, great. So without further ado, let me uh, just jump right into it. Uh, so I said, you know, we are going to talk to talk about, you know, housing consumers, um, specifically the Latino uh, population. And, um, you know, something I want to uh, allude to is, you know, we have in the last uh, 20, 30 years uh, have seen increase in the Hispanic Latino population uh, since the 1980s, 1990s. And um, I think back in the 80s, the Hispanic population in California made up about 20% of the total population and uh, today has grown to maybe about four, uh, 35 to 40%. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's projected to grow even bigger. Um, at some point, I think in 2040, it's going to go up to all the way to 50%. So it's definitely uh, makes a, a huge uh, impact on not just the economy and the housing market um, with the Hispanic population. And they're going to make a, a difference. Uh, in, in in the housing market, um, but it just you know by the uh, the sheer size of growth and the population itself uh, may not tell the uh, overall story. 
uh, I want to ask you know each of each of you uh, maybe uh, Samantha first so since Samantha did some research on the um, on the consumer survey now um, this, okay so they are growing Hispanic mm -hmm. home uh, Hispanic population has been growing and uh, but I want to know if you know what their uh, mindset is on, in terms of uh, home ownership maybe you can give me a little bit sense of you know yes they're growing and do they are they if you're going to play a big, big role in the housing market, I mean, um, we 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 need to find out, you know, um, what they see as far as the housing uh, home ownership. Sure. Um, so we know that home ownership is important to them, and um, one of the things I want to touch on is um, that we're seeing young, um, young younger people in the Hispanic population that are like our, the millennial population. A big chunk of that is Hispanic. So we have. Um, 7.6 million millennials overall, and of that, 4.3 million are Hispanic. So we know that this young population is is going to be moving into a place of home ownership, and for that Hispanic population, home ownership is very important to them. It's even more important um, than to the overall renter. Um, we're seeing that especially true for those millennials. So it's a big chunk of of um, people, and they value home ownership very highly. So. And, and, you know, I would expect, you know, that to be the case and I've seen um, anecdotally and I've talked to Hulisa, you know, about uh, home ownership and uh, maybe you can give us some insight. Yeah. So um, a couple things to note. One is obviously the American dream is still alive and well, especially since this is an immigrant population and that immigrant population of Latino X um, have really, really seen um, the dream of, of coming to the United States and coming to buy a home, right? Mm -hmm. um, and even though millennials do take up a big chunk, their you know parents or they themselves are part of that immigrant story. So that is still very prevalent to them and that immigrant story of becoming a homeowner, right? Um, and the other thing I did want to note too, like I know we talked about millennials too and generation Y is just kind of creeping up too. And then you see a big growth too right, with right. Um, Latina, um, Latinos in that population as well. So we're a very young, young um group of people in California, we're still growing and having a footing, you know, and I think as that changes, you know, the way we purchase a home and the savviness of buying a home. And I know we're going to get to talk about that later about um, how to buy a home and what you need to buy a home and educating and informing the Latino market is super important. Um, but that's why, you know, you're going to see the, I think that the numbers tell the story of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, a little background on the research end, what we did. So we did a big survey. It's our consumer survey that we do every year where we spoke with uh, buyers, sellers, homeowners, and renters, and those renters are our prospective buyers. Um, so we spoke to all four groups, um, and we pulled out for uh, this podcast, we pulled out the uh, Hispanic population from that. We have just under 2,000 Hispanic respondents. So mm -hmm. the data that I'm going to share today and we're going to talk through um, does come from that big survey, but we are looking, uh, we're focusing on that Hispanic population to see um, what we can do to help with, with that homeownership dream of theirs. Yeah, I know, you know, they are um, aspired to become a homeowners and um, the, um, and many of them are currently, you know, um, I don't remember, I recall the uh, exact homeownership rate uh, between uh, Hispanic population and the overall, I know it's a little bit lower compared to the overall population. So there are a lot of renters uh, who want to become homeowners. And um, I know based on the survey itself, 
many of them, in fact, you know, uh, I think more so uh, for the Hispanic population than the overall population want to become a, a homeowners. And there are good reasons for it. But let's hear some of the statistics first uh, before we get into the more specifics. Sure. Um, so like Oscar was mentioning, we do see that Hispanic renters uh, want to own at an even higher rate than the overall renter. Um, and as I was sort of mentioning before, that's especially true for the younger renters. The millennial um, Hispanic renters want to own at an even higher rate than their older counterparts. Um, we, we also looked at the, just a breakdown of different uh, ethnicities for our overall buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that the Hispanic and Latino population represents about 15%. But when we look at the uh, breakdown of our first-time buyer, the Hispanic and Latino population bumps all the way up to 22%. So nearly a quarter of our first-time buyers are um, of the Hispanic and Latino community. Um, so we are really seeing that that younger, that younger uh, population is making a difference starting, you know, effective right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, uh, of, of all of our Hispanic buyers, so just like what I was saying with the first-time buyers, of all of our buyers, half of them are millennials. So again, that just reaffirms what we've been saying um, this whole time, that the Hispanic population is young and his homeownership is important. I'm glad you, you, you brought up that point um, of you know many of the Hispanic buyers being younger generations. I want to check with Lisa. Um, now, do you see a difference in terms of... Um, the desire to become a homeowner is between the older generations or younger generation, or is it, is it just a financial thing? Well, I think it's obviously financing that now affordability is such at an all time low. Um, and when you come into California, um, obviously there's a desire amongst Latino communities to own a home, but the affordability. And one of the biggest things to talk about too, is, you know, for opportunities back in, in the 50s when or in the 60s and 70s price points were actually a lot more affordable uh-huh. so for latino communities that was still very much an idea that you can have a middle class job um and buy a home now that middle class um for latinos is kind of like disappearing so to speak or there is a conversation around what it, what can you afford a home and be still middle class here in california right and especially for latino communities that's even more and more prevalent um that and the other piece of it to to note is um for latinos who purchased homes in before the recession like the effects that it's having now right so um a lot of them are weary um you know about buying a home and a lot of them are also weary like they might hear oh my you know, so-and-so neighbor bought a home and they lost everything during the last one. And there's another recession happening. So, you know, just don't buy. Um, so, you know, those, those rumors and those stories do are very, very shared. So we're going to talk a little bit about, I know, education and information to Latin communities, Latino mm-hmm. communities, but I think that is having a big effect on people. I think it did have a, a like a scare tactic for Latino communities in which they were like, okay, what do we do now? What do we do? Um, and I think a lot of people you saw were purchasing homes and now they have lost. And so I think people are being a little bit more cautious about it, making sure mm-hmm. that they can afford it. Um, the other thing is like, um, once people get into homes, it's also important to teach them about how to sustain the home. Right. And I think that that's something too, that's a very much lost and just in general about the importance of like, um, not using your home as a credit card, not use refinancing. Right, right 
at the right times. What does that mean? So it's continuous education. And I think that a lot of times when not having, you know, your seat, your parents or your grandparents buy a home and you're actually the first person to buy a home, this is all very unnavigated waters. So I think for Latinos, it's even more so those important programs are such an important piece of, of the things that, um, that we share with our community. And I'm glad, glad that you brought that up because um, 10 years ago when we had the recession, uh, when the housing market collapsed, it was, um, of course, pretty devastating um, at, 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 to many people at the personal level as well. You know, home ownership uh, dropped for um, the overall as well as different uh, ethnic, uh, ethnic group. And a lot of people got scared and um, for a long period of time, five years or six years or so, you know, people did not want to buy a home, they were concerned about whether home prices have gone down, has have bottomed out or not. Um, I think we, in a, with the current uh, favorable, a little bit more favorable uh, market environment and the lending environment, people are, you know, jumping back in. So it, it's good that uh, we are talking about the, um, you know, encouraging people, you know, to uh, consider home ownership again and try to uh, figure out ways for them to, um, to come back to the market. Um, despite the fact that we have uh, increased in home prices uh, for the last few years. Yeah, and, you know, we also know that despite some of the difficulties, um, that there are a lot of advantages. And the Hispanic renters, Hispanic buyers, they all mention um, these social benefits, advantages, all of these different things that are, are positive reasons why they uh-huh. want to get into homeownership. Um, so, you know, one of the top things that we see is, uh, Hispanic renters think that when they eventually are in a home, it'll be a great long-term investment. Um, they also are saying that the freedom to do what I want, so improve my property, maintain my property, I can paint the walls whatever color I want, I can do all of all of the things that I want to do to my house, um, that's a huge advantage. Um, but there's also social benefits that um, respondents to our survey saw, so things like lower crime rates, mm-hmm. things like um, better health for my family, better education for my family. Um, these are all things that both our prospective buyers, so the people who are not yet there, but who are saying, I want to buy and here's the benefits and people who are already homeowners see these benefits while they're in their home. Um, so although there are definitely um, some barriers, which um, we can also talk about uh, what we saw in the data with that, there are definitely advantages and benefits that um, our Hispanic respondents saw in the home buying process. And we always we have always been emphasizing the uh, the benefits of home of home ownership, you know, in general. And we have had a couple webinar sessions um, that Jordan might have presented. Um, so you know, as far as home home ownership benefits is concerned, I think um, you know it's something that um, we will continue to reiter- reiterate. But uh, I think uh, a lot of people see that as a benefit. Um, you mentioned about you know barriers. Yeah, so um, very similar to what Julissa was mentioning, um, one of the biggest barriers uh, that we see for the Hispanic buyers um, are finances. Uh, so they reported things like waiting until their finances improved and needing to save for a down payment as reasons why they didn't buy their home earlier. And when we look at the median income of the Hispanic buyer versus the overall buyer, we do see it is um, a little bit lower, which makes you know saving for a down payment and waiting for those finances to improve a little bit more difficult. Um, they also uh, they also mentioned that they would be most motivated to buy again by money. So lower housing prices or an improvement in finances and enough money to save for a down payment. Um, and when we look at that, the Hispanic renter median income, it's about 45000 
which when you're paying your rent and you're trying to save, that's tough. Mm -hmm. That's really tough. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Julissa, maybe you can give us some insight again. Um, I mean, those numbers are, you know, based on consumer statistics, Mm -hmm. survey stuff. Um, But what have you been hearing in the last couple of years? So anecdotally, it's interesting that Sam said, yeah, it's hard to to save money when you're when you're um, you're paying your you're rent. paying your rent and <laughs> right. your mortgage and you have every single penny lined up where you're going to use it. And it's true. You know, a lot of things is you hear a lot. It's like, oh, financial literacy, like that's all they need just to learn to save money. But like, actually, a lot of these communities are probably better, the, some of the best savers out there because mm-hmm. they have every single penny tied to something right and what they need. So. I just think it's absolutely what Sam said. It's hard to save for a down payment and much less too. I think somewhere along the lines, I've read that, you know, most um, Latino buyers think that you need like 50% down payment. Um, And so there's a misconception, you know, you look at FHA and other programs that require maybe less than actually 20% down. So I think that that's not being shared as much. And especially again, since, it's sometimes something that is passed down from generations. So if my parents bought a home, they're probably more likely to be a little bit more savvy and said like, right. Oh, I don't think you need, you don't need 50%. You need, so there's this misconception, especially since that knowledge is not being transferred from generation to generation until that generation does buy finally our homeowners. Right. Um, and I think the other piece of it is too, I think, um, you know, for um, Latinos, a lot of times establishing credit is something that is not is a misnomer or something of the, of a questionable thing, right? So you see a lot of Latinos just using cash and so not establishing credit early on and the importance of how to use it in a way that benefits you and your um, applications for your long-term goals of investing in a home, right? So I think um, that is really important and having, um, that's where financial literacy is really important and having an understanding of like how to establish good credit, how to establish programming. And there's also programs out there that, um, that I've heard about through nonprofit agencies that help um, traditionally Latinos and to what we call, our, they, they know this term as a cundina. And what we say is that, you know, every month you ask to, to pitch in 50 or 40 bucks into this pot of money. Uh-huh. And then if you leave a loan, you, you can take it out and then repay back that loan. But it's done amongst like nonprofit agencies and it'll help you boost your credit score as well. And oh, a lot I of see. people didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing too to know is like, you can't buy a home on an ITIN number, right? Um, and I think that a lot of times it's like, well, I can't buy a home because I don't have, I'm, I'm an immigrant in this country. So that's off the table. And that's not the case. You can buy, there's a lot of home um, lending products out there that will use a TIN number that will help you get closer into. And you see a lot of that the case, especially in central, in the Central Valley where farm workers are a lot more prevalent and, you know, they're looking to establish roots and they're using an ITIN number um, and Sometimes it can get difficult for those um, agents working with um, an ITIN number, but I think it's so beneficial to those families that um, once they step into their home, like it's just, it's theirs, right? And it's that feeling of being a homeowner that can't, there's nothing in the world to change that. So I think it's it's just knowing um, those programs are out there. So it's not just educating to our the consumer, but it's educating our members, right? And mm-hmm. about these programs that are available as well. I think going along right with what you're saying, um, we did ask um, our renters, if you knew you could qualify for a mortgage with a much lower down payment, would you start to look for a house? And we had almost 75% of our Hispanic renters say that they would start looking for a house if they knew. So that's exactly what you're saying is it's, you know, educating our members, educating um, the consumers that 
you don't need that 20% that there are these other ways to go about it. And, you know, three out of four people would be ready now if, if they knew that. Well, I think, you know, that you, uh, both of you pointed out, of course, the, the barriers, as she mentioned, Hulisa and, and uh, Samantha, you know, finance is a big part of it. Uh, you know, coming up with a down payment, yeah, that's a big part of it. But the, the misconception, the misunderstanding of, um, yes, how much down payment we need. Um, a lot of people think, you know, it, it needs more than they think. So the education part is very, very important. Um Lisa, you mentioned about, you know, uh, the way and we just need to get them more educated. Um, I think you might have mentioned a few things about you know, different programs. Do you have anything specific um, about the different programs that uh, maybe CR might have offered or some of the programs that are available? Yeah, so we have um, here at CR, we also do we do financial literacy programming. Um, obviously, that's super important to folks, um, not just um, during, like I said, to establish credit um, also, but during... Um, what you get in the home and how to keep your home. That's super important, right? Um, that's probably, I think, the hardest piece too, just keeping your home, paying mm-hmm. your rent, um, paying your mortgage. But it's also like, when do I refinance? When is the right time? When it's not the right time? Um, and wh- if I do take out money, when to use it? So financial literally sense is super important, both at the beginning and at the end, in the middle, all the way around. But also, um, we also have our Latinx um, right. LPN network, which is... Um, here at CAR and we are meeting throughout the state and in person and trying to gear up network opportunities for Latin agent, Latino agents who, you know, are working with the Latino consumer. And this is for anybody who's interested in working with Latino consumers and are interested in finding out programming um, and different opportunities that might come up um, in ways that they can share that with their client, but also just you know, shared experiences and common stories of like, this happened to my client, this happened to you, this is how I did it. Um, so I think that those are all important ways to support each other um, in this. So so stay tuned and we'll be sending out information about in, in-person events and other information of that nature. So That's perfect. I know, you know, I've heard of, you know, some of the programs that you mentioned and I know we'll probably will do a lot more uh, promotion on the CRO website and throughout the year in 2020. Um, I know it's... Um, Today we only touched upon you know some of the uh, very basic stuff uh, on the um, uh, Hispanic demographics on homeownerships and their difficulties and barriers. We have a lot more information available um, in a PowerPoint format and uh, maybe in some infographics format that um, we will probably be sharing on the CRL website. Um, I think um, you can find some of the information in our survey and reports section. And Samantha, we will be posting some of those slides if we have not already posted, right? Yes, we will. Um, And um, I know we're still, uh, other programs, I'm sure we will develop more uh, programs uh, in the upcoming year. Um, And, uh, you know, at times we'll probably will be sharing those information um, on uh, either in our research highlights newsletter or some other newsletter. Uh, And and I'll make sure to post um, the information about how to join our Facebook group as well so that they can connect where we're showing sending um, infographics and stories and other information. So um, I'll make sure that it's in the PowerPoint so all of you when you download it can find that information about that Facebook group. And I think it's a good place to find out about in-person events, like I said. But we also share like research out there or any news story that's related to Latino home buying um, and things of that nature. Yeah, it would be great, you know, if we can share all those information because I, like I said uh, at the very beginning, 
we are, you know, the Hispanic population continue to increase. And I think, um, you know, their desire to become a homeowner is very important, um, not only, you know, for at the personal level, but also at the macro level. So I think um, Sierra would do the best and uh, helping uh, everyone achieve homeownership. And uh, whenever we go get those information and we try to, whenever we can actually um, educate people, um, to know, to understand a little bit more about homeownership and finance about homeownership or finance to become a homeowner, we definitely want to share. So thank you, both of you, for you. coming on board. Thank you. Um, and um, maybe sometime next year, we'll do another session uh, as a follow-up, and hopefully uh, you'll be available and share some additional information with me. Sounds good. Absolutely. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to our latest uh, Housing Matters podcast. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is the last episode for 2019. Um, so happy holidays to everyone and uh, have a great new year and we'll see you next year. Bye.